It's May 25th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. This morning, our hearts are broken over the school shooting in Texas, which has left at least 19 children and two adults dead. There are no words that will fill the hole this has left in the lives of the families of the dead, no tweets that can mend their community. However, there are actions where we collectively can make a difference. While it's unlikely that Congress will act on gun control legislation, there are opportunities to pass laws and regulations at the state and local level. So be sure to call your local representatives and press them to advance gun rules that protect us wherever we may be, at school, at the supermarket, or at church. You can also start organizing your community now to elect pro-gun control candidates this fall. Now, onto the international news. Russia is willing to open a corridor in the Black Sea for ships carrying food to leave Ukraine, but it will come at a price the relaxation of some sanctions. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Andrei Rudenko said yesterday that we have repeatedly stated on this point that a solution to the food problem requires a comprehensive approach, including the lifting of sanctions that have been imposed on Russian exports and financial transactions. He went on to say that it also requires the demining of the Ukrainian side of all ports where ships are anchored. Russia's defense ministry said that the port of Mariupol is operating normally after Russian forces completed removing mines from there. The United States pushed Russia closer to the brink of a historic debt default on Wednesday by not extending its license to pay bondholders. The U.S. Treasury Department said on its website late on Tuesday it would not extend the license set to expire at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, which allowed Russia to make interest in maturity payments on its sovereign debt to U.S. persons. That waiver has allowed Russia to keep up government debt payments, but its expiry now appears to make default inevitable. The European Council supported Ukraine financially in two ways yesterday. First, it adopted a regulation allowing for temporary trade liberalization and other trade concessions with regard to certain Ukrainian products. This means that for one year, import duties on all Ukrainian exports to the EU will not be due. Second, they announced a fourth tranche of military aid to the Ukrainian armed forces, totaling 500 million euros. The assistance measures consist of 490 million euro for military equipment designed to deliver lethal force for defensive purposes, as well as 10 million euro intended to cover the provision of equipment and supplies, such as personal protective equipment, first aid kits, and fuel. Elsewhere, cases of monkeypox have been detected in three more countries for the first time. The Czech Republic, Slovenia, and the UAE reported their first cases on Tuesday, joining 18 other countries to detect the virus outside its usual Africa base. Outside Africa, there are now 237 confirmed and suspected cases of monkeypox, and health officials around the world have announced plans to contain the virus. 
North Korea fired three ballistic missiles early on Wednesday morning, South Korea's military has said. It comes just a day after U.S. President Joe Biden left the region, following a trip that saw him vowing to bolster measures to deter North Korea. In a meeting convened after the missile launch, South Korea's National Security Council called the test a grave provocation. U.S. and South Korean officials had earlier warned that North Korea appeared ready for another weapons test, possibly during Biden's visit. A former Moldovan president was ordered detained following a series of police raids Tuesday as part of a judicial investigation into suspected treason, corruption, illicit enrichment, and illegal party financing, prosecutors said. Photographs showed members of Moldova's Information and Security Service escorting former President Igor Dodon to a van after he was detained at his house in the capital. Senior anti-corruption prosecutor Elena Kazakov said the investigation focused on suspected acts of illicit enrichment, passive corruption, illegal party financing, and treason, which have taken place since 2014. Quebec's legislature on Tuesday passed a law to reinforce the primacy of the French language, limiting access to public services in English, and enhancing government powers to enforce compliance, despite objections from some of the province's English speakers, indigenous people, and members of other linguistic minorities. The provincial government says the law is needed to preserve the status of Quebec as the largest French-speaking enclave in the Americas, while critics call it an attempt to create a monoculture within a proudly multicultural country. The national government says that about 85% of Quebec's more than 8 million people speak French as their primary language. The United States on Tuesday urged rapid progress for military to civilian rule in Sudan and threatened sanctions on anyone impeding or blocking the transition to democracy. Richard Mills, Deputy U.S. Ambassador at the United Nations, said Washington supports a joint effort by the U.N. political mission in Sudan, the African Union, and the eight-nation regional group IGAD to facilitate a Sudanese-led shift to democracy. Sudan has been in turmoil, since an October military coup upended its short-lived transition to democracy after three decades of repressive rule by strongman Omar al-Bashir. Al-Bashir and his Islamic-backed government were removed in a popular uprising in April of 2019. In lighter news, shelve this under B for better late than never, Pierre Fazolari of Michigan has returned an elementary school library book he checked out over 40 years ago. Fazolari discovered the book, an anthology series titled Cloverleaf, from an old box in his parents' basement. He checked it out from Dresden Elementary School when he was in the second grade and pulled it out of the box to read to his two daughters who now attend the same school. Elsewhere, a British library said a book checked out over 60 years ago was returned after it was found at another library in Croatia. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, 
please email us at daily at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This past weekend, we sat down with Katie Howland, an unidentified aerial phenomena transparency activist, about the recent congressional hearings on UAP. Thanks to our new members like Tracy from Colorado and our longtime members like Michael from Miami for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear a conversation about Biden's trip to Asia. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.